This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Brewers on Tap. Welcome to Brewers on Tap. Episode number 38 is on the way. It's the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers, and I'm Lane Grindle. You can get involved each and every week. Again, a reminder, by just using the hashtag Brewers on Tap. You can leave your comments or your questions there. We'll try to get them answered on the podcast as we move forward. On this edition of the podcast, we're going to catch up with pitcher Chase Anderson, Brewers prospect Michael Reed, and another edition of Sabermetrics 101. But first... To the news. Craig Council announced his opening day starter this week, and it is Willie Peralta. The 26-year-old right-hander had a tough 2015 campaign, going 5-10 with a 4.72 ERA, and dealt with an oblique issue that really hampered much of his season. He's hoping to regain his 2014 form. That was his best season as a brewer. He won 17 games that year, pitched to a 3.53 ERA just two seasons ago. Here's the skipper on the decision. Well, I think, look, I mean, the results have been, you know, you know, they haven't been, haven't been good. I think I saw in, in the Dodger start, I saw Willie Peralta, of the Willie Peralta that I wanted to see. So I know it's there. Um, so that, that's, that, that was enough for me, really. The rest of the rotation holds as it's been throughout the spring. Peralta will be followed by Jimmy Nelson, Matt Garza, Taylor Youngman, and Chase Anderson. That's what the rotation will look like to open the season, but there's good organizational depth that is near ready as well, specifically Zach Davies and Jorge Lopez. They figure to position themselves in the next year or two for spots in the Brewers' rotation potentially also. Congrats to Peralta, who has been with the club since his professional career began in 2005. While not having the spring numbers that he would like, Willie feels he's healthy and seems mentally focused on putting together a strong 2016. Well, a scary situation on Sunday against the Dodgers when Reimer Liriano, who has been in a heated battle for one of those outfield spots, was struck in the face by a pitch from Dodgers pitcher Matt West. Liriano was on the ground for an extended amount of time and was eventually transported via ambulance to a local hospital. He sustained multiple facial fractures and was visited on Monday morning by Craig Council. Yeah, yeah, I talked to him. He's doing okay. I mean, he, he, he actually had happened to him when he was 15 years old. Um, so he's, I think he, I think just being through it and having been through it myself, um, you know, it's not, there's nothing fun to talk about with it. There's nothing good about it. Um, we got through yesterday, you know, which is, which is the worst of it for sure. So he was hitting the clubhouse, which was understandably shaken, had its spirits lifted 
when Liriana was released from the hospital later in the day on Monday. He went to the clubhouse at Maryville, he visited his teammates, and he'll begin the year on the DL, and he still has a long way to go before any timetable for his return can be determined. Well, the Brewers made some more moves late last week, roster moves. The aforementioned right-handed pitcher Zach Davies, along with right-hander Junior Guerra, infielder Garen Cicchini, and first baseman Andy Wilkins were all optioned to the minor league camp, while non-roster invitees right-hander Eron Burgos, right-hander Daniel Tillman, and catcher Adam Weisenberger were reassigned to minor league camp. We told you that Chase Anderson is in the rotation to start the year. He's also one of the newer members of the Brewers. Let's get to know him a little bit better. Let's catch up with the crew. New Brewers pitcher Chase Anderson, our guest here on the podcast. And Chase, um, the move to Milwaukee, what has this transition been like for you? You know, it's been really good, to be honest with you. Um, I love the Diamondbacks organization, loved what they were doing there. And uh, then I get traded here, it's like, wow. It's going to be fun. You know, it's, it's going to be a lot different, uh, cooler summers, um, different weather change, uh, different part of the country, which I'm looking forward to. And just, uh, you know, I'm excited about starting the new uh, foundation, new beginning here with the Brewers. Getting the big league experience you've gotten over the last two years, what have you learned about yourself? I learned that uh, just to be myself, to be me, to understand what I do well, and to be better at that. Um, it, in times of struggle, I just kind of got away from what I do well. And uh, you can see... Uh, you don't do very well when you don't pitch like who you are. I'm, not, I'm, I'm a fastball, keep the ball on the ground, good changeup. I'm going to fill the strikes on up. But I've learned that you know I've had to, to scout hitters a little bit better and understand them because they're going to start understanding me after you know a couple years in the big leagues and you know they see your tendencies and your patterns and stuff like that. So I still got to pitch to my strengths, but I still have to understand and how to navigate those lineups. And you know our goal is to pitch deep in games, and that's what I'm hoping to do. You had the great start to the season last year. Maybe didn't finish like you wanted to. Does that kind of come back to what you were just talking about, guys kind of figuring things out, and now you have to make some more adjustments on your end? Yeah, I would say that um, the great start last year um, for the first two, two and a half months was, was awesome. And then I kind of got, I would say, I, I wouldn't say complacent, but I got kind of uh, away from myself, like I was saying earlier. Uh, I wasn't pitching like how I wanted to pitch. I wasn't, you know, attacking hitters. I wasn't convicted to pitches I was wanting to throw. So all that stuff in your head and you're in the game, man, it makes the game speed up and a lot harder on you. So um, when things get out of control, you, you look back and I learned from that experience and hopefully this year will make, makes, I'll be better from, from it. You mentioned your changeup. It's it's kind of your plus pitch, if you will. When did you start learning the changeup and how long have you been throwing it? I learned when I was 13 years old. Um, um, a pitching coach in high school taught me that named Josh Bobbitt. He's actually the head coach now. At the time, he was a uh, 1A baseball coach in Texas, and my dad knew his dad from working together. And he, my dad wanted to do some pitching lessons that summer to, you know, to further my career and, you know, develop my pitches and all that kind of stuff. And my dad called him up and got Josh involved. And Josh, you know, we're going to work on a changeup. From 13 years old on, threw it a lot, um, just more of a repetition thing. And then as I, as I got older, it just became my pitch. I just had, a, I guess you could say, a knack for that pitch. It, just, it was comfortable in my hand. I knew how to throw it. knew how to kind of manipulate the pitch. And, you know, it became my best pitch. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, he taught me that pitch. What has the relationship been like so far with Derek Johnson and then the other pitchers that, that are all vying for this rotation right now? Yeah, it's cool. We all have a kind of a, uh, a unique um, chemistry. We're all pretty young. Um, 
I give Youngman a hard time because he's from Texas and I went to OU, so we have a little battle there. And Jimmy went to Alabama, and you know, Garza kind of leading the way with experience-wise, and Willie Peralta, what we did a couple years ago. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a fun rotation. Um, it's going to be a lot of a lot of com- healthy competition, which I think is going to make us better. Uh, we're going to be young. We're starting something new here, and I think if we could build off each other each and every time out and learn from each other, we're going to be really really good because we got some talent in this rotation, and uh, you know, it's it's exciting. You lost your dad in 2012, and you have a very special way that you honor him before every start. Take the fans through what that is. Yeah, I just, you know, when my dad passed away, he, he, he was always a, a collared shirt, a button-up shirt, or whatever, polo shirt, jeans and boots and belt buckle. So I was like, you know, this is a good way to kind of tri- give a little tribute to him because he sacrificed so much for my baseball career. So I just started wearing his uh, <clears throat> washed-out Wrangler jeans, his ostrich skin boots, his belt buckle with an A on it, his pink salmon shirt, and uh, I just wear that every start day at home. And it just kind of reminds me of him and how lucky I am to be in this position because he sacrificed so much for that. So it's pretty cool. Can I help you get focused and, and ready to go? Yeah, just kind of, you know, he's kind of, he's always with me. But, you know, in that, in that time of starting those those games and, you know, understanding, you know, he, he would always stand behind the fence when I was a kid and growing up and always just tap his head like that and just to help me focus and stuff like that because you know as a kid you're you got all kinds of stuff going on and I was pretty composed at a young age and I think that just came from him you know kind of um showing me how to stay composed in stress, stressful situations in a baseball game and him kind of calming me down by tapping his head saying you know focus 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 really helped me out so that's pretty cool Chase Anderson is our guest here on the podcast as you mentioned Texas kid went to OU you're not the only kid that's ever done that right what's that like um for a little while it was uh I got a lot, of, a lot of, uh, say a lot of crap for that, from my buddies back home and you know family and friends. But um, I had to go to help the family out. You know, the scholarship was 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 better at OU and then Texas. But I grew up a Longhorns fan, so I was kind of, I was kind of, it was kind of tough to make that decision. Um, but you know, I'm thankful I did. It was a lot of fun, and I'm sooner until I die. All right, let's learn some things about you when you're not pitching, when you're not at the clubhouse. What are the things you like to do? I would say. Um, Relax with my wife. Go on hikes with our dogs. Um, do that kind of stuff. Go, what get, kind of dogs? We got a golden doodle named Jack, two and a half. A Shih Tzu who's twelve, and then a Pomeranian who's seven. So she brought the two little ones into the marriage, and then we got the big one for me. But they're, they're all three pretty much hers. She takes more care of them than I do because she's at home more. Um, but yeah, we just you know we like to hang out and do stuff and give back to the community, whatever we can. Like with the Diamondbacks, we go to the, the, the children's hospital or go to the kitchen on the street or stuff like that. On you know days I wasn't pitching or off days or whatever the case may be, it's just fun to get in the community and try to get to know fans more on a surface and a you know personal level. So that's pretty fun. What kind of music you listen to before the start? Um, Christian music, like Christian rap or hip hop, and then then some country in there. So it's kind of a, a weird mixture, but that's what I like. So you have a favorite movie? Favorite movie? Um, I'd probably just say the new movie just came out was pretty good, Reverent with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That was a really good one. So that's that's at the top of my list right now. Could you see yourself battling out of a situation like that? Man, that's that's tough. When he got when he knocked off the waterfall, and was in that cold water, floating down the river, just trying to get away from those people. Man, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one right there. He was pretty he was pretty strong minded. You know, that reminds me of those Navy SEALs we have in our uh, armed forces. Those guys are tough. So I don't know if I could survive that, but uh, hopefully I could. Lastly, you're one of the new guys in the clubhouse, but there's a lot of new guys in the clubhouse. Yeah. Has that made it an interesting camp so far? Yeah, it just it's cool because we all have, you know, there's some guys in here with some experience at this level, but there's a lot of guys that don't have much experience and. To be around guys that are young, youthful, energetic, and um, can bring a lot to the table. You look at all the prospects that Dave Stearns has brought in, and um, all the things that they have done. I mean, this team's starting over, and we're going to be we're going to be really good for years to come. And when people say this is a rebuild year, I think it's going to be a year that we just lay a foundation and start something new, and just continue to, to grow and to get better, and you know, hopefully sustain a, a good level of competition and play at the high level for a long time. Chase, appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime.
Our thanks to Chase Anderson. He's a great guy, and we're hoping for the best for him in 2016. His changeup is a very good pitch. He's looking to recapture his early season form from last year when he was with the Diamondbacks, and he went 3-1 and with a 2.84 ERA over his first 13 starts. All right, let's get in the classroom with Sabermetrics 101. On this edition of Sabermetrics 101, we look at fielding independent pitching. And what does that do? It essentially allows you to isolate the pitcher's performance regardless of the defense or luck that comes into play behind them. It's a valuable statistic, and some people value it over ERA, which does technically take defense into some consideration since it is earned run average. But FIP, as they call it, takes out the umpire, the defense's range at certain spots, and luck. It weighs home runs, walks, hit batters, and strikeouts. However, FIP's scale is very similar to ERA. A FIP of minus 3 is very good. A FIP north of 4 is considered below average. FIP is considered a better scale to determine a pitcher's actual talent or value, if you will, and a better predictor of future performance as well. Checking in on the farm. Brewers outfielder Michael Reed, our guest. And, Michael, uh, this past year has been kind of wild for you. Obviously, a great year last year with Biloxi. A lot of great experience. Then you got the September call-up. What did that experience do for you to get you ready to come back here for spring training now? I, you know, it did a lot for me. I, to, to be able to taste uh, a little bit of the big leagues uh, at 22 years old is pretty awesome, special experience. Uh, you know, it just showed me what to expect um, coming into this and, uh, you know, preparing me a little bit more for it. There's a lot of outfielders in this camp, obviously. A bunch of guys trying to get that center field position. What What is your mindset, uh, being in the big league camp, getting ready for the season? What, where's your mind at right now? Um, you know, I'm just I'm just trying to you know develop myself. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I still need to develop on, and uh, you know, being around uh, all these uh, older outfielders, it's it's a blessing for me to be able to learn from them every day. Um, and you know, see about how you know how they go about their business. Uh, so that's it's beneficial for me and for my career long term. Um, but you know, I'm just trying to focus on what I need to do, and you know, wherever they they put me, and that, that's fine with me. You had opportunities to play football. Your dad, obviously, a football player. Uh, why baseball? <laughs> well, uh, I just I saw more of a future in baseball. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't big enough in high school to continue a career in football. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was just a much better baseball player. So. What's your off-season workout regimen? Because I know it's maybe not what every other baseball player goes through, and people can look at you and understand that it's maybe a little bit different. How do you get yourself prepared? Um, well, I got a really good trainer back home. His name's Scott Lando, and he trains a lot of guys, a lot of professional athletes. Um, I know uh, David Goforth and uh, Corey Knabel, they, they train with me. Um, I brought them on board last year uh, or this past offseason, and they loved it. But I would consider it a kind of a, a NFL-style workout. We're not afraid to hit the weights and uh, you know, really get after it. But, uh, you know, I, I train. I push myself as hard as I can, you know, because uh, you know, I know one day it will pay off for me. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to look back and, you know, say what if. You know, so I, I, I push myself uh, to the limits. There's a lot of young prospects in camp right now. Uh, they got the, the major league invites. But at the same time, um, a lot of you guys have been kind of coming through the system together. 
How important is that in your opinion that so many of you guys are familiar with each other and you're kind of on a similar trajectory to, to make it to the bigs on more of a full-time basis? It's, it's a big deal. I mean, uh, the chemistry is a big part of a successful team. Um, you know, we all get along. You know, there is a lot of uh, new faces in here, but we've already, you know, clicked. This clubhouse is great. You know, uh, the chemistry is already there, I feel like. But uh, as far as, you know, the guys that have already been here uh, or, you know, that I've played with, you know, coming up, the chemistry's there, and you know, at at each level, we've been successful, and I think that uh, it's because of the chemistry that we have. You talked about what it's like in the clubhouse. There's been a lot of talk about that throughout camp. That it's a, a really upbeat clubhouse. Everybody seems to be excited about what's going on here. Have you felt that uh, here, and what do you attribute that to the most? Um, yeah, absolutely. I just feel like everybody, you know feel like a lot of people are counting us out you know because of uh last year and um everybody wants to prove you know the people that are saying that wrong you know that we are a good team and uh we can compete with the high, you know the best teams in the big leagues and uh i feel like everybody has that mindset and uh you know we just want to do it all together all right some more easy questions for you let's learn about you you know you talked about what you do in the off season what do you like to do in your downtime in the off season yeah i'm a big hunter i love to hunt um you know just that that feeling that rush uh you know when a big buck (laughs) comes out so it's a lot like um stepping in the box uh in, in the middle of a game especially in the big leagues so uh i i just i love that the rush so so i i hunt deer and a lot of our listeners in Wisconsin, I'm sure, are big deer hunters as well. So you're admitting that you get buck fever when one walks out? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would say that if anybody told me they didn't, they'd be lying. Yeah. They don't enjoy hunting very much. Yeah, though. I mean, you. it doesn't matter who you are, how many times you've done it. Um, it's that same feeling every time, and it's just it's adrenaline is what it is. What kind of music do you like? What kind of movies do you like? What's some of the pop culture stuff you're into? Um... I'm a big country guy. I listen to all music. I like uh, 80s rock, um, classic. Um, But I'm a big country guy. Um, As far as movies, suspense, uh, I like scary movies, um, sports movies. But I I tend to gravitate towards the suspenseful movies, uh, war movies, stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Who've been the biggest influences on you, just from a life standpoint, but also from a baseball standpoint? Um, well, growing up, Jeff Bagwell was my – I loved him. And, uh, you know, just the way he plays the game, um, he plays it right. You know, he's a leader, and that's kind of who I – that's who I want to be, you know, who, who I've always looked up to. Um, obviously, my dad has played a big part in my life uh, growing up. Um you know, he instilled mental toughness in me um, at a young age, and uh, he was a football player, so you know he went about it in a little different way. But it, you know, it was good for me. Um, my mom, obviously, has been, but uh, yeah, those are mom and dad are always, you know, key key influences, and in, uh, should be in everybody's life. Hi, Michael. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Our thanks to Michael Reed, probably tabbed to start up in Colorado Springs in 2016. As we continue to check in on the farm, here's some of the other things that have been going on 
in minor league camp so far as games have begun and big performances so far at the plate out of Monte Harrison, which has been a really good sign. He's hit a home run, some extra base hits as well. Also some big performances from Jake Gatewood. A couple of triples and a home run for him already in some minor league games. And some very good pitching on that side of things as well from Cody Medeiros. And Cody Ponce has been very good along with Jorge Lopez. Also, a couple of the minor leaguers that have been pulled over to the major league side. Big days on Monday. Josh Hader, three innings of scoreless baseball against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The lefty has big-time promise. And a really good performance as well out of Jacob Nottingham, who got a chance to grab a bat late in the game against the Angels during the split squad Monday affair and provided a walk-off home run for the Brewers. Here's what's on tap with the Brewers. The final week of spring training is upon us, and next week the Brewers will leave the Valley of the Sun for two exhibition games with the Astros in Houston, followed by an exhibition game against Double-A Biloxi on Saturday, April 2nd. It all points to the season opener against the San Francisco Giants on April 4th, where it'll be Madison Bumgarner against Willie Peralta at Miller Park. Speaking of Miller Park, check out this offering from the crew. It's Kids Eat Free Sundays. This season, every single Sunday is a Kids Eat Free Sunday. At all Sunday home games, all kids 14 and under will get a voucher for a free hot dog, bottled water, bag of apple slices, and an ice cream treat. Courtesy of Pick and Save, Blue Bunny, and Heinz. A couple other notes to pass along before we say goodbye, and that is some good news on the injury front. We give you the bad news with Reimer Lariano on the front end. But the good news on the back end before we say goodbye is that Ryan Braun is back and he has been hitting the ball very well so far over the last week of spring ball. And Scooter Jeanette has made his return to the lineup for the Brewers also and he has been red hot upon his return. So a couple of regular starters for the Brewers back and ready to go for the 2016 season. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Thanks to our guests, Jason Anderson and Michael Reed. I'm Lane Grindle. Thanks for listening to Brewers on Tap.